Good morning. Welcome to RBT Reading Live. Um, it's very misty outside today. Yeah, it's very weird. A little bit eerie. I just forgot my glasses. Um, and I didn't rotate the phone in time. So it was like, you need to rotate before pressing live. So I had to cancel one and do another one. So sorry about that. Sorry, it's a bit scatty. We're on Judges chapters 8 to 10 this morning. It's a Thursday. Welcome to Thursday. Let's have a look to make sure it's all all right. Yep. Want to see you? Okay. Yep. Oh, how do I? Want to see you? It's not muting. Weird. There we are. Okay. Judges 8 to 10. Here we go, Sue. Uh, now the Ephraimites asked Gideon, Why have you treated us like this? Why didn't you call us when you went to fight Midian? And they criticized him sharply. But he answered them, What have I accomplished compared with you? Aren't the gleanings of Ephraim's grapes better than the full grape harvest of Abiezer? God gave Oreb and Zeb, the Midianite leaders, into your hands. What was I able to do compared with you? At this, the resentment against him subdued. Gideon and his 300 men, exhausted yet keeping up the pursuit, came to the Jordan and crossed it. He said to the men of Succoth, Give my troops some bread. They were worn out. <coughs> and I'm still pursuing Zeba and Zalmanna, the kings of Midian. But the officials of Succoth said, Do you already have the hands of Zeba and Zalmanna in your possession? Why should we give bread to your troops? Then Gideon replied, Just for that, when the Lord has given Zeba and Zalmana into my hand, I will tear your flesh with desert thorns and briars. From there he went up to Peniel and made the same request of them, but they answered as the men of Succoth had. So he said to the men of Peniel, When I return in triumph, I will tear this down this tower. Now Zeba and Zalmana were in Karkor, uh, with a force of about 15,000 men. All that were left of the armies of the eastern peoples, 120,000 swordsmen, had fallen. Whoa. Gideon went up by the route of the nomads, east of Noba and Jobeha, and fell upon the unsuspecting army. Zeba and Zalmana, the two kings of Midian, fled, but he pursued them and captured them, routing their entire army. Gideon, the son of Joash, then returned from the battle to the pass of Herez. He caught a young man of Succoth and questioned him. And the young man wrote down for him the names of the 77 officials of Succoth, the elders of the town. Then Gideon came and said to the men of Succoth, Here are Zeba and Zalmana, about whom you taunted me by saying, Do you already have the hands of Zeba and Zalmana in your possession? Why should you give bread to your exhausted men? He took the elders of the town and taught the men of Succoth a lesson by punishing them with desert thorns and briars. 
He also pulled down the tower of Peniel and killed the men of the town. Then he asked Zebar and Zalmana, What kind of men did you kill at Tabor? Men like you, they answered, each one with the bearing of a prince. Gideon replied, Those were my brothers, the sons of my own mother. As surely as the Lord lives, if you had spared their lives, I would not kill you. Turning to Jetha, his oldest son, he said, Kill them. But Jetha did not draw his sword because he was only a boy and was afraid. Zeba and Zolmana said, Come, do it yourself. As is the man, so is his strength. So Gideon stepped forward and killed them and took the ornaments off the camel's necks. The Israelites said to Gideon, Rule over us, you, your son, and your grandson, because you have spared us out, sorry, saved us out of the hand of Midian. But Gideon told them, I will not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. And he said, I do have one request, that each of you give me an earring from your share of the plunder. It was the custom of the Ishmaelites to wear gold earrings. They answered, we'll be glad to give them. So they spread out a garment, and each man, each man threw a ring from his plunder onto it. The weight of the gold rings he asked for came to 1,700 shekels, not counting the ornaments, the pendants, and the purple garments worn by the kings of Midian, or the chains that were on their camels' necks. Gideon made the gold into an ephod, which he placed in Ophrah, his town. All Israel prostituted themselves by worshipping it there. And it became a snare to Gideon and his family. Thus Midian was subdued before the Israelites and did not rise its, raise its head again. During Gideon's lifetime, the land enjoyed peace for 40 years. Jeroboam, son of Joash, went back, to, back home to live. He had 70 sons of his own. And he had many wives. His concubine who lived in Shechem also bore him a son, whom he named Abimelech. Gideon, son of Joash, died at a good old age and was buried in the tomb of his father Joash in Ophrah of the Abiezrites. No sooner had Gideon died than the Israelites again prostituted themselves to the Baals. They set up Baal Bereth as their god and did not remember the Lord their god who had rescued them from the hands of all their enemies on every side. They also failed to show gratitude to the family of Jeroboam, that is Gideon, for all the good things he had done for them. Abimelech, son of Jeroboam, went to his mother's brothers in Shechem and said to them and to all his mother's clan, Ask all the citizens of Shechem, which is better for you, to have all seventy of Jeroboam's sons rule over you, or just one man? Remember, I am your flesh and blood. When the brothers repeated all this to the citizens of Shechem, they were inclined to follow Abimelech. For they said, He is our brother. They gave him seventy silver shackles from the temple of Baal-Bereth, and Abimelech used them to hire reckless adventurers who became his followers. He went to his father's home in Ophrah, and on one stone murdered his seventy brothers, and the sons of Jeroboam. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jeroboam, escaped by hiding. Then all the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo gathered beside the great tree at the pillar of Shechem, to crown Abimelech king. When Jotham was told about this, he climbed up on the mount, top of Mount Gerizim and shouted to them, Listen to me, citizens of Shechem, so that God may listen to you. One day the trees went out to anoint the king for themselves. They said to the olive tree, Be our king. But the olive tree answered, Shall I give up my oil by which gods and men are honoured to go swaying over the trees? Next the tree said to the fig, the tree, said to the fig tree, Come and be our king. But the fig tree replied, Should I give up my fruit so good and sweet to go swaying over the trees? Then the tree said to the vine, Come and be our king. 
But the vine answered, Should I give up my wine, which cheers both gods and men to go swaying over the trees? Finally, all the trees said to the thornbush, Come and be our king. The thornbush said to the trees, If you really want to anoint me king over you, come and take refuge in my shade. But if not, then let fire come out of the thornbush and consume the cedars of Lebanon. Now, if you have acted honorably in a good faith, and in good faith when you made Abimelech king, and if you have been fair to Jeroboam and his family, and if you have treated him as he deserves, and to think that my father fought for you, risked his life to rescue you from the hand of Midian, but today you have revolted against my father's family, murdered his seventy sons on a single stone, and made Abimelech the son of his slave king, a slave girl king over the citizens of Shechem, because he is your brother. If then you have acted honorably and in good faith towards Jeroboam and his family today, may Abimelech be your joy and may you be his too. But if you have not, let fire come out from Abimelech and consume you, citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo. And let fire come out from you, citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo, and consume Abimelech. Then Jotham fled, escaping to Beer, and he lived there because he was afraid of his brother Abimelech. After Abimelech had governed Israel for three years, God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the citizens of Shechem, who acted treacherously against Abimelech. God did this in order that the crime against Jeroboam's seventy sons, the shedding of their blood, might be avenged on their brother Abimelech and on the citizens of Shechem who had helped him murder his brothers. In opposition to him, these citizens of Shechem sent men on their hilltops to ambush and rob everyone who passed by, and this was reported to Abimelech. Now Gal, son of Ebed, moved with his brothers into Shechem, and its citizens put their confidence in him. After they had gone out into the fields and gathered the grapes and trodden them, they held a festival in the temple of their god. While they were eating and drinking, they cursed Abimelech. Then Gal, son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech and who is Shechem that we should be subject to him? Isn't he Jeroboam's son and isn't, Jer and isn't Zebul his deputy? Serve the men of Hamor, Shechem's father. Serve the men of Hamor, Shechem's father. Who should we serve? Why should we serve Abimelech? Sorry about that. If only this people were under, a under my command, then I would get rid of him. I would say to Abimelech, call out your whole army. Then when Zabul, the governor of the city, heard what Gal, son of Ebed, said, he was very angry. Under cover, he sent messengers to Abimelech, saying, Gal, son of Ebed, and his brothers have come to Shechem and are stirring up the city against you. Now then, during the night, you and your men should come and lie in wait in the fields. In the morning at sunrise, advance against the city. When Gal and his men come out against you, do whatever your hand finds to do. So Abimelech and all his troops set out by night and took up concealed positions near Shechem in four companies. Now Gal son of Ebed had gone out and was standing at the entrance to the city gate just as Abimelech and his soldiers came out of their hiding place. When Gal saw them, he said to Zebul, Look, people are coming down from the tops of the mountains. Zebul replied, You mistake the shadows of the mountains for men. But Gal spoke up again, Look, People are coming down from the center of the land, and a company is coming from the direction of the soothsayer's tree. Then Zibel said to him, Where is your big talk now, you who said, Who is Abimelech, that we should be subject to him? Aren't these the men you ridiculed? Go out and fight them. So Gal led out the citizens of Shechem and fought Abimelech. Abimelech chased him, and many fell wounded in the fight, in the flight. All the way to the entrance to the gate, Abimelech stayed in Arama, and Zebul drove Gal and his brothers out of Shechem. The next day the people of Shechem went out to the fields and this was rep reported to Abimelech. So he took his men, divided them into three companies and set an ambush in the fields. When he saw the people coming out of the city, he rose to attack them. Abimelech and the companies with him rushed forward to a position at the centre to the city gate. Then two companies rushed upon those in the fields and struck them down. 
All that day Abimelech pressed his attack against the city until he had captured it and killed its people. Then he destroyed the city and scattered salt over it. On hearing this, the citizens in the Tower of Shechem went into the stronghold of, of the Temple of Elbereth. When Abimelech heard that they had assembled there, he and all his men went up, to Mount, went up Mount Zalman. He took an axe and cut some off, off some branches, which he lifted to his shoulders. He ordered the men with him, Quick, do what, I, what you have seen me do. So all the men cut branches and followed Abimelech. They piled them against the stronghold and set it on fire over the people inside. So the people in the Tower of Shechem, about a thousand men and women, die, also died. Next Abimelech went to Thebes and besieged it and captured it. Inside the city, however, was a strong tower, to which all the men and women, all the people of the city, fled. They locked themselves in and climbed up on the roof, tower roof. Abimelech went to the tower and stormed it. But as he approached the entrance to the tower to set it on fire, a woman dropped an upper millstone on his head and cracked his skull. Hurriedly he called to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and kill me, so they can't say a woman killed him. So his servant ran him through and he died. When the Israelites saw that Abimelech was dead, they went home. Thus God repaid the wickedness that Abimelech had done to his father by murdering his seventy brothers. God also made the men of Shechem pay for all their wickedness. The curse of Jotham, son of Jerobal, came on them. After the time of Abimelech, a man of Issachar, Tola, son of Pua, the son of Dodo, rose to save Israel. He lived in Shamir, in the hill country of Ephraim. He led Israel for 23 years. <coughs> then he died and was buried in Shamir. He was followed by Jair of Gilead, who led Israel for 22 years. He had 30 sons and rode 30 donkeys. He controlled 30 towns in Gilead, which to this day are called Havoth Jair. And Jair died. when Jair died, he was buried in Camon. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They served the Baals and the Ashtoreths, and the gods of, the, uh, gods of Aram, the gods of Sidon, the gods of Moab, the gods of the Ammonites, and the gods of the Philistines. That's a lot of gods. And because the Israelites forsook the Lord and no longer served him, he became angry with them. He sold them into the hands of the Philistines and the Ammonites, who that year shattered and crushed them. For 18 years they oppressed all the Israelites on the east side of the Jordan and Gilead, the land of the Amorites. The Ammonites also crossed the Jordan to fight against Judah, Benjamin and the house of Ephraim. And Israel was in great distress. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord, We have sinned against you, forsaken our God, and serving the Baals. The Lord replied, When the Egyptians and the Amorites and the Ammonites, the Philistines, the Sidonians and the Amalekites and the Moanites oppressed you, and you cried for me, to me for help. Did I not save you from their hands? But you have forsaken me and served other gods, so I will no longer save you. Go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. Let them save you <coughs> when you are in trouble. But the Israelites said to the Lord, We have sinned. Do with us whatever you think best, but please rescue us now. They, then they got rid of the foreign gods among them and served the Lord, and he could bear Israel's misery no longer. When the Ammonites were called to arms and camped in Gilead, the Israelites assembled and camped at Mizpah. The leaders of the people of Gilead said to each other, Whoever will launch the attack against the Ammonites will be the head of all living in Gilead. There we are. There's the reading for this morning. Uh, so the end of Gideon. It just goes so pear-shaped, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it's just incredible wickedness after that. Um, yeah, uh, well, it's, uh, it's Thursday. Happy Thursday. Um, and I'll see you, God willing, tomorrow. Bye-bye.